love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. Hello and good evening. Derek Smith here to bring you this week's Tapes Up as we discuss all the news, views and interviews from the world of Scottish Speedway, covering the interests of Glasgow Tigers, Edinburgh Monarchs and Benick Bandits. Another week, another chance to sit down and talk some Speedway. It's been another big news week too. First off, my thanks to last week's studio guest, guest, a man now in a slight state of Speedway depression, no doubt, Gary Tate. That show available to download on podcast if you've missed it. To tonight then, delighted to be rejoined by that wise man from the East, despite his accent, welcome back Mr Stuart Wilson. Uh, good evening, Derek, and uh, good to be back. Nothing wrong with your accent, by the way. <laughs> we, we should clarify, incidentally, students, it's taken me about five visits by you to the show to to think of this you are not the Stuart Wilson the Speedway referee you are Stuart Wilson for your sins a supporter of Edinburgh Monarchs I get asked that uh, he spells his Stuart differently to mine I spell it the proper way which is the <laughs> EW <laughs> I just thought, just thought we'd tidy that up just in case people thought that you were uh, you know at, I had a referees in my back pocket, you and Willie Dishington this season. <laughs> Listen, yet another packed, uh, jam-packed agenda for us tonight. Let's cover off what we'll aim to cover this evening. It all started last Tuesday night as Glasgow lined up a midweek fixture with Newcastle. A home win would be enough to confirm Tigers' playoff place. The following night, Berwick Bandits rolled the playoff dice, requiring a big away win at Birmingham if they were to hold on tight to their dreams. Edinburgh Monarchs returned to Armadale Stadium on Friday, expecting a tough night from would-be playoff participants Sheffield Tigers. Also on Friday, Glasgow would make the trip to face fellow playoff candidates Redcar Bears, before Glasgow themselves hosted another Speedway Spectacular, a double-header event at Ashfield on Saturday night, first facing Sheffield before then having to deal with those bandits. We will look ahead to all this week's uh, all this week's action and uh, discuss all this week's results and the implications therein. Okay, Stuart, play along. It's been a few weeks. Clutch in, throttle on, tapes up. Having been rained off the previous Friday and with three outstanding home meetings yet to fulfil, Glasgow were desperate to get back on track at Ashfield. The chance that the, the first chance came on Tuesday night with a rearranged visit by Newcastle Diamonds. The mission for Tigers was to put their home defeat last time out well and truly behind them and mathematically secure their playoff place at long last. Stuart Tigers had put in a decent showing at Berwick last Saturday night in, in that double header, that all Scottish double header, but still a sense of having to put right that Scunthorpe result from a few week weekends ago, particularly with um, one eye on the playoffs. Yeah, they must have been thinking they just needed to get over the line just to confirm that that uh, top four place um, which was on the cards but they just needed to mathematically prove it and uh, yeah it was a, a decent result against uh, Newcastle although they only just got it in before the weather hit well I've got to say that because the weather forecast on Tuesday was pretty pretty dismal all day long heavy rain predicted in the end the rain did come and it uh, did become even heavier monsoon proportions by nine o'clock or so but not before we managed to canter through 10 heats on Tuesday night to get a confirmed result and final scoreline of Glasgow 36, Newcastle 24. Um, a win in the end for the Tigers, uh, those three points banked, and uh, most importantly of all, 
playoff certainty assured, Stuart. Absolutely, and uh, must must have settled the nerves a wee bit because obviously they may have been a bit anxious after Scunthorpe, but uh, no, they're they're a much better side than than they were against Scunthorpe. So. Uh, yeah, it was a good result, and uh, they can look forward now to uh, to the playoffs. Absolutely, and much more on that to come, of course. I have to say, though, that despite the best efforts of the rain that was falling slowly throughout uh, Tuesday night after start time, uh, and with huge credit to the track staff for just getting the uh, a raceable track to begin with, the quality of the racing on Tuesday was absolutely superb. You know, the, the crowd wasn't what we would want it to be. Tuesday night, I guess, played into that. The weather forecast didn't help. But those fans who turned out on Tuesday night were treated to some real barnstorming speedway and credit to Newcastle as well for the part they played in that. Yeah, <coughs> Newcastle are always good opposition and give full value. And uh, I, I suppose the, the crowd was diminished because it's not a usual night for, for Glasgow to, to race. And that's, that usually ca- catches people out uh, or, or they can't make uh, rearrange their, their arrangements in time. But uh, no, good, good result. Uh, and in particular, just to pick out a couple of uh, stars from the home camp, Connor Bailey revelled in conditions. He scored four points from two rides. Sam Jensen, her uh, latest Dane, newest Dane, really got the hang of, of Ashfield in the raid on Tuesday. He scored five points from three outings. And very pleasingly, Mikael B. Anderson, who I think that was only his second or third home meeting from memory, he chipped in with four points as well to back up the, the, the top order. So despite the curtailed number of heats on Tuesday night, a resounding success for Glasgow, confidence boosted, we're required and now confirmed as being in the playoffs for the fifth successive season. More work to be done though this week, all coming up shortly. Wednesday night had been on the minds of all connected with Berwick Speedway for some time, their trip to Birmingham being the first of their final two away meetings in this year's championship. Mission was to collect four league points if they were to keep their fading playoff dreams alive. Stuart Birmingham possibly offered the best prospect of winning away from home. However, you know, regardless of which track you travel to in this year's championship, to actually target and achieve a four-point away win is, is a tall order. Well, I think results have shown that uh, to get four points away, if, if you're not Leicester or Glasgow, it, it has proved to be very, very difficult. Um, and... You need everything in your favour. Um, Birmingham have, have strengthened their side um, mid-season. Look a much more um, competitive outfit now. Um, and I think if if you had seen them early in the season and, and Berwick were facing them then, I think they, they would have had a chance to get four points, but or, or at least an away win. But I think um, at the moment, no, no. Birmingham are just just a wee bit uh, stronger than they were, and um, they're, they're less of a pushover than they were earlier in the season. Let's pick up the result then. Um, as called by me last week on last week's show, a very close contest in the end. However, Bandit's playoff dreams served a knockout blow by Birmingham. The final scoreline was Birmingham 46, Berwick 44. Stuart, so close, no cigar, all those various uh, phrases. But uh, in the end, you know, it, it almost just magnifies Berwick's problem all season long. They, they've been close on several occasions, but not quite close enough to convert their effort into a wee points. Well, <clears throat> they're probably the only team which has got a settled side, hasn't changed throughout the season, uh, which is commendable. Um, and uh, they work very well for each other and, and they... I think they deserve to be in the playoffs, but um, 
you just have to get the the away results and, and make sure you win at home uh, to make sure you get through. Picking up some scorers from Wednesday night: Adam Ellis, a four-ride, twelve-point maximum. Terrell Arnio and Jason Garrity hit uh, ten points apiece for the Brummies. Ben Marker, um, guesting for the band that's top scored with eleven points from five rides, and the skipper Kevin Doolan weighed in with ten points. Cody Garcia, eight points from reserve. Stuart, agonisingly close to that elusive away win that the bandits required, but in the end they, they will look again surely, um, as they did last year at that recurring Achilles heel of theirs, which is simply put they haven't been good enough away from home uh, Much like Edinburgh as well but uh, <coughs> the uh, yeah, they, they, they've just not been click, all clicking on the on the same night away from home, and that's that's cost them. I, I think that I think that's the issue. And so you know, so often you hear speedway managers say, you know, one of these nights, all all seven riders will click together and we'll give someone a, a damn good thrashing. But you know, really does really does that ever happen? Actually, no. You just need a good start. So in the first four heats, if, if you can get away to a good start with and staying level or maybe a little bit ahead, then that gives the team some encouragement and. Who knows what can happen after that? Uh, another morale-boosting home win. Just five out of ten in the league for the Brummies, though, Stuart. And some highly positive news released afterwards that their club owners have already committed to race once again in the Championship next well, season. Well, that's that's good to hear. We we can't afford to lose any more clubs, and certainly not some you know big big city teams. You know, mm. we we need we need more of those. Not certainly not less. Yeah, we need we need some of the <coughs> southern tracks to come back, like Oxford and and, mm-hmm. and others. Yeah. So Bandit's playoff hopes extinguished in the Midlands on Wednesday night. They would now plan to bow out in style this season with a pressure-off finale at Glasgow on Saturday. That to come shortly. Friday night at Armadale was meant to be a pressure-off occasion too for Edinburgh Monarchs as they staged the penultimate league fixture against Sheffield Tigers, who themselves would view this meeting as a must-win, a victory by seven points or more required by Sheffield. Stuart, just before we pick up on what happened on Friday night, your own thoughts, please, on last week's disappointing, I've got to say, disappointing end to Monarchs' league challenge this season. It, it was very disappointing <clears throat> and uh, was a very tame tame end to to the challenge to get into the playoffs but that's that's been our story of the year really um we've virtually done nothing away from home we've had no wins away from home we had one point <clears throat> we gained from uh, a visit to Leicester which ironically um and uh i i just don't know why why it is um yeah, it's it's been a very poor season, and and, and most un, and most like unlike Edinburgh, you know, you won't mind me saying that, you know, but it's most like most unlike Edinburgh, Berwick, you know, for a couple of seasons now have had that same sort of footprint, um, you know, dominant at home, not so dominant away from home, but Edinburgh's form this season has been a you know, a very close shadow to exactly what Berwick uh, have have produced. Yeah, when, when you look at the the averages home and away, uh, you can see from the starting seven. The, the heat leaders um, have lost, they're about nine, nine point plus at home and only just above six away, which is which is very, very poor. You, you normally have a difference of between 1.5 and two points um, in your average home and away. So you can see that we, we really didn't have our, our heat leaders firing away from home. They were doing fine at home, 
but away mm, from mm. home, nothing. Well, back to Friday night's meeting. So Edinburgh would wish to get back into the winning habit. Um, as far as Sheffield were concerned, though, Stuart, this was far from being a dead rubber for them. They had to come at the Monarchs right from the start. They, they did. Um, they had two riders who'd never been to Armadale um, uh, before, Zane Kennedy and, and Josh, um, I forget his second Oh, Josh McDonald. Josh yeah. McDonald, yeah. So they, you can see that in their first races, they, they missed the first bend completely. So uh, that, that was quite, quite telling. But they had a brilliant reserve in Brock Nickel. He, he should, he's not really a reserve, really, but he was unbeaten in his first four rides, mm-hmm. which is, uh, was, was amazing. He was, he was taking lots of risks, but he was, he was uh, gaining from them mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, on the night. Yes, he was an outstanding uh, rider on the night. Uh, but he tailed off towards the end. But they... they yeah, they just didn't have the firepower. Just King and and Brock Nickel were the only two that were performing, and Todd Kurtz and and uh, Justin Sedgman, who you would have expected to have a very good um, performance on the night, he he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and, uh, I was fully expecting a, a real duel between him and, and mm-hmm. Josh Pickering, mm-hmm. but nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's pick up that the scoreline. The final scoreline on Friday was Edinburgh fifty-eight, Sheffield thirty-two. Um, let's pick up some of the top scorers. For Edinburgh, Sam Masters, Ricky Wells, top of the scoreboard on 14 points from five rides apiece. Josh Pickering, eight. Cameron Heap, seven. And William Lawson, seven. But let's go through the whole sco- the whole team. Jim Sargent scored six. And Connor Coles, two. So a real solid scoring performance right through the, the Monarch seven. Yeah, two, two paid maximums in uh, for Sam and for Ricky. Um, excellent performance. Uh, uh, Cameron got off to a slow start, but picked up towards the end, one heat 13 in a very fast time. Um, good, solid performance, and that's what we we expect at home uh, against anybody. A couple of notable stats. Last places, Edinburgh only provided two last places uh, on, on Friday night. That's always a telling feature. And heat advantages, Edinburgh won that battle 10-2. to two. Yeah, that, that, the only two last places were for Connor Coles, and you would expect that. He's a... He's a new reserve, and he's he's very competitive, but obviously he's he's not up to the the standard yet. He's getting there. Um, uh, but Sheffield, as soon as they got behind, you could see their heads were dropping, and they knew that it wasn't their, one of their best tracks to ride on. Only really had two riders on the night who were performing, mm-hmm. and they were never going to compete at that uh, at that level. And incidentally, good to see Matty Weathers making a, a track return as a as a guest for the Monarchs on Friday after injury. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he, he's always very welcome at Armadale. He uh, always rides the track very well, as you would expect, being a, an ex-Monarch and. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see him. Indeed, indeed. So a comfortable win in front of their own fans on Friday night. Just a visit from Newcastle yet to come to close out their league campaign in a couple of weeks' time. You're listening to Tapes Up here on Rocksport Radio, broadcasting on DAB Digital right across central Scotland. Also streaming live via the Rocksport website and via the TuneIn app. Regardless of which team you support, please do join us here each Monday evening from 8pm. Also on Friday night, further south in Cleveland, fellow playoff side Redcard Bears welcome Glasgow in league business. Both sides have similar looks to them and have already fought out three close contests this season. This one, though, would feel a little different as it could very well serve as a dress rehearsal for one of those playoff ties yet to come. 
psychology and confidence, Stuart. That really, that's really what Friday night was about, surely. It, it was indeed, and, and uh, whatever side um, got something out of the, the fixture would give them a huge uh, boost going into the playoffs. Tigers have had to dig deep, uh, or, or much deeper, in recent weeks, Stuart, than probably any point this season. The absence of Paul Stark has certainly contributed to that, whilst uh, Mikael and Sam have had some time to settle themselves into UK racing. The core of the side, though, remains intact, uh, you know, in, in terms of what it's been this season. With some signs that performance levels are strengthening once again, timing that momentum for the playoffs is absolutely what Cammy Brown needs his team to do. Yeah, <clears throat> well, you need you need Cook, Fissing and um, Rasmus. Rasmus Jensen mm-hmm. um, firing. They've been performing very well all year, Rasmus especially, and, and Cook, obviously, you expect him to be performing well. So you just need to ensure that your backup is is gonna gonna be okay? The two new guys, um, they it's always a bit of a risk bringing in someone in new because you never know how they're gonna be, and if they haven't seen many of the away tracks, it's it's always a uh, could be a problem for them. But um, you look to be settling down just about in, in at the right time for for the playoffs now. Well, the scoreline on Friday night was Red Car Bears forty four, Glasgow forty six. Delighted. For Glasgow to pick up yet another away win on the travel, particularly against Redcar Stewart, given the the potential for the for both sides to meet again Psych- in the playoffs, yeah. yeah, a real psychological boost there for Glasgow. Picking up some of the scorers on Friday night, the British champion Charles Wright, fifteen points for the Bears. Michael Michael Pamtoft eight, Jordan Stewart six. Uh, an off night, clearly, for Eric Rees, who only scored four points for the Bears on Friday. For the Tigers, the three riders you mentioned, Rasmus Jensen, 13, Krikuk, 12, Klaus Vissing, 8, were the top scorers. Kyle Bickley and Sam Jensen, both chipping in 5 and 4, respectively, along with Connor Bailey, actually, four points also. Um, Mikael B. Anderson um, piled out of Friday night. He was, he was involved in a first ride fall and to withdraw from the meeting. A very tight scoreline throughout. Glasgow were never behind. Certainly a below par performance from Eric Rees, as I mentioned, but, but Glasgow once again doing what they had to do on the road. And I suggest Stuart laying down a marker to the other side in the playoffs. Yep, it, it can only be good for, good for them. Uh, and considering you lost one of your riders early on who couldn't, couldn't uh, complete the meeting, then uh, if you were at full strength, you might have done even better. Let's now hear the thoughts on that very subject from victorious Glasgow team manager, Cammy Brown. We went down with a, a, a completely open mind. Um, said in the past, say it one last time, boring people that now, uh, you know, Glasgow Tigers don't go anywhere expecting to lose. You know, on the journey down, um, I didn't expect us to lose, but I was hoping we'd at least get a point. Um, when we had a little chat on the track, you know, I did say to the guys, it's potentially a, an opponent in the playoffs. So if things aren't going too well for you tonight, change things, do setups, you know, have, yeah. have, have, this is your chance. But right from heat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think we won the first nine heats, and the boys were just f- superb. Um, and people were saying a couple of the 
uh, red card guys their night off you know, didn't have the best nights well that works both ways it means that our guys had good, really good nights and that can sometimes you know dent the other teams um, I think I think red card will be uh, an eye opener for red card if, if we do get them Derek that's not to say we'll, we'll beat them I'm not saying that but it's, uh, it'll be a, two great matches but I think looking at the playoffs the four teams are now settled um, I don't care who picks who it's going to be hard and let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves all the teams are so even mm-hmm. it's going to be hard Cammy keeping it real there in interview Stuart no doubt about it though Friday's win at Redcar was perfectly timed achieved without so-called track expert uh, Paul Stark as well uh, and that must surely give Glasgow a real lift yeah it can only benefit them going forward and um They've just got to steer clear of injuries now and uh, and keep the, uh, the the side at full strength. Now is absolutely not the time to pick up injuries. Uh, just to pick up your point, this Stuart. So Mikael B. Anderson involved in a heavy first ride fall. No damage done. I think he's just a bit battered and bruised. He's a former red car rider though, and arguably he could well have um, you know contributed richly to to Glasgow's scoring on Friday night. But uh, with the playoffs in mind, this is now the time to uh, encase the riders in bubble wrap, I would suggest, Stuart. Well, some, sometimes that's not really possible if you've got meetings to ride. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, crossing your fingers and, and hoping for, for the best. Big smiles then on the faces of the Red and White Brigade as they travelled home from Redcar on Friday with a big night of racing which lay ahead the following evening. An already busy enough week for Glasgow was about to get a whole lot busier. Ashfield Stadium was the place to be on Saturday night, as just like Berwick's last weekend, Glasgow staged a double-header Speedway extravaganza. Sheffield Tigers, fresh from their defeat at Edinburgh the previous night, were first up. We, we keep referring to Simon Steadside as a very talented side, uh, very much amongst the pre-season favourites, Stuart, when, when all the lineups were were announced. The truth is, however, they simply haven't been good enough, especially on their travels. I know in my my predictions early in the season, I I went for Sheffield as as being a playoff candidate, and a- along with hundreds and thousands of other fans, no doubt. I looked at the team team sheet and I thought that that's, that has potential, uh, and and a, a solid lineup, and they should do well. But uh, yeah, uh, as Simon said on on Friday night uh, at, at Edinburgh, his the waveform has really killed them. They they just. They should have won at Eastbourne. They should have won at Birmingham, mm-hmm. um, and and a number of other tracks. They were very close, and they just didn't get over the line. Um, and he was very very disappointed about about that. So Sheffield travelled on to Glasgow, and they knew that their playoff prospects had uh, had been blown out of the water by the Monarchs the previous evening. That didn't stop them, I can assure you, from uh, putting in a good shift at Ashfield on Saturday night. The final scoreline in the end was Glasgow 51, Sheffield 39. Um, Stuart, it, it, was a, it was a battle royal on Saturday night. Um, I'm trying to think of this, the scoreline. I think there was only two points separated sides after Heat 10. So that, that's how close it was. And uh, both sides had been swapping heat advantages all the way up till that point before the tag the Glasgow Tigers then managed to find some momentum and edge it away but uh, Justin Sedgman one point at his former home circuit at Armadale on Friday night he top scored 14 points and a real impressive show from Justin at Ashfield on Saturday he could have ridden better on a push bike at Edinburgh on Friday but uh, <laughs> good to hear that he was back back to his normal self at Glasgow and give you a bit of a scare mid mid match I, I uh, I hear. So, they they uh, did. Yeah, Let, let's pick up some of the other top scorers. So uh, Zane Kennedy, you mentioned him. He's got nine points on Saturday night. Brock Nicholl, six. Danny King, only five. 
and Jake Allen, only four, guesting for Kyle Howarth. Craig Cook, 14. Rasmus Jensen, 13. Cloud, Klaus Vissing, 11 from four rides. Sam Jensen, five. And Connor Bailey, six. Did the business for the Tigers. It's a cracker of a beating, as I mentioned. And you know, just to mention, just to pick out one star for the home side, Connor Bailey on on Saturday night, teaming up with Rasmus Jensen to score a five-one over, no less than Danny King. Well, that speaks for itself. Um, now, I've, I've been quite impressed with uh, with Connor Bailey over the, the past few few weeks. And he's been notching up some decent scores. Being very, getting some consistency as well, and I have a sneaking feeling he could be a match winner for you in the playoffs. He's he, he treated himself to a new engine during the week. Yeah? He only took delivery of it on Wednesday thereabouts. He bolted it straight in, done a couple of few laps on it, and he's been reaping the the dividend this week. Listen, it certainly wasn't as quite a, a comfortable um, a, a victory for the Tigers on Saturday as the scoreline suggests, but in We'll do that again. It certainly wasn't quite as comfortable as the scoreline suggests, but in the end, another confidence-boosting performance from Glasgow. Now time to catch breath before part two. After the break, we'll hold our final review as Glasgow faced those bandits. We'll hear more from Cami Brown and from Tigers youngster Kyle Bickley, and we'll look ahead to all this week's action. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio. Radio, you can listen again to tonight's show and play back each show as the season progresses via podcast accessible from the Rock Sport website, else from your favourite podcast app. As we always say, inclusive of iTunes and Spotify. Half time then in Glasgow's double header event, with the Battle of the Tigers now settled, it was time to round off the respective league campaigns of the home side and second half opponents, Berwick Bandits. In league terms, there was little on the line in this one. However, pride, points, money, and perhaps some settling of scores following last week's clash at Shieldfield Park were definitely on minds. Point in case, Stuart, Cook v Etheridge, mates or not, they'd look forward to getting back on track together at Ashfield. I think they had a bit of, bit of a unfinished business to settle after after that fall at uh, in Heat 15 at Berwick. And speaking of Craig Cook, it's clearly been a difficult time for him over the past number of weeks, but boosted hugely by the upholding of his appeal against a ban by the Speedway Control Board. Uh, on that, that happened during the past week. Probably an entire show on the subject on its own, Stuart. We won't go there, but uh, it can't have helped the rider himself to to focus in recent recent weeks. It must have been a distraction, and to have that hanging over him uh, at just the point when the playoffs were were going to start was was going to be hugely uh, influential um, for for the team. So it's good good that it's settled before that uh, that happens, and I'm sure. The decision to just levy a fine was 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 because of the, the playoffs. Really, they they didn't want to to weaken the Glasgow team unnecessarily. Mm. Well, if there was any concerns on the home terraces about riders tiring for the second meeting on the night, those were quickly put to bed as the Tigers launched an absolute onslaught on Berwick. Eight heat advantages in the first ten heats, and Tigers were 20 point, 22 points ahead. Bandits, Stuart, quite frankly, blown away on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely blown away. Poor old Bandits. Uh, they must have uh, um, 
really they just wilted uh, after the early early exchanges, and and that was that. Yeah, it was quite remarkable because I, I, I for one subscribed to expecting perhaps that Berwick would perhaps push us even harder than, than Sheffield had it and they had pushed fairly hard in the first meeting the final score was Glasgow 61 Berwick 29 let's look at some of the stats out of that meeting Glasgow provided 12 of the 15 heat winners Glasgow only had one last place on the, on, on, on that on that night uh, or, or for that meeting I should say and heat advantages the score was Glasgow 11 Berwick 0 Looking at some of the top scorers, Rasmus Jensen, a four-ride maximum, 12 points. Klaus Vissing, 11 points from four rides. Craig Cook, 11 points. Sam Jensen, also 11 points. Connor Bailey, nine. And Kyle Bickley, seven. For the Bandits, the skipper Kevin Doolan scored a dozen points from six rides. And guest Ben Barker, seven points from seven rides. Probably not the scoring performance that uh, Gary Flint expected of Ben. Jai Etheridge, was, uh, he had a gutsy performance. He was riding really well. He scored four points uh, before he took a, a heavy fall and was withdrawn from the meeting. Stuart, Glasgow's heat leaders were awesome on Saturday night. And, you know, so often that's been what what the team have uh, relied on home and away this season. Cook and Jensen, who get all the headlines week on week, month on month. But I've got to say, Klaus Vissing only dropped two points in eight outings on Saturday. And Tiger's new boy, Sudden Sam Jensen, incidentally, his parents named him after the former world champion Sam Hermelenko. So that, that's why he's been dubbed as uh, a Sudden Sam Jensen. He's really got the hang of Ashfield. And, and boy, does he entertain the crowd as well. well it's possibly your, your best performance of, of the... Of the year at home, um, I, I don't recall you scoring more points at home than sixty-one. Um, no, they they look a really good outfit, and class we're seeing coming into form. He's an important part of the 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 Heat leader trio. Now, if he performs, usually you do well. Um, and the second the, the uh, second strings are, are looking good. So uh, yeah, the reserves are clicking into gear as well. So what? What can go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> this is Glasgow we're talking about, Stuart. This is Glasgow we're talking about. Well, you know, I, I, th- I think it was last week's show I mentioned that uh, Glasgow hadn't scored beyond 50 points at home since we hammered Birmingham. And that was way back in July or thereabouts. So, you know, just in this past week, you know, there's signs that maybe, maybe, just maybe, that the, the, the boys are... Uh, Lifting their lifting their form yet again. Special mention too for Tigers young guns, Connor Bailey and Kyle Bickley, two seventeen year olds, still very much learning the game, but two two steadier two point riders scoring what they do home and away, you won't find anywhere in the championship, Stuart. No, I, I think they're prob- well they're possibly your your trump card going forward. Uh, those two have got a wealth of experience. Well, Kyle Bickley has. Uh, I'm not sure about Connor. Um because he obviously he's, he's from Australia and probably ha- hasn't been in the uh, British leagues at all before now. But um, he looks a really good talent. We will speak with Kyle by phone shortly and get his thoughts on the season so far and around the corner, excuse the pun. A shocker of a night then for bandits, uh, for the bandits, but skipper Kevin Doolan and to a lesser extent Jai Etheridge did fight the fight for the bandits on Saturday night, took the fight to the home side. Danny Gapmeyer, to his credit, did take one of his side's three only heat winners on the night. Stuart, for the second successive season, we've touched on it already, the bandits just missing out agonisingly on a playoff place. Any lessons learned, do you think, for the bandits as they head into 2020? Well, the formula for a, for a, a, a consistent side, um, strength in depth, is 
it's it's just about right. So I think if they carry that forward to next season, I think they would they would um, just get over the line next time. You promise? I, th- <laughs> I, I think so. I think they will. A, a long but highly successful night then for Glasgow on Saturday night. Here's Cammy Brown again, reflecting on his side's efforts and casting some thoughts ahead to the playoffs. Elated tonight, um, and I'm so happy that we got through the 30 heats and the public got to see some really good racing. Absolutely. Track was um, difficult to prepare because we had did have a lot of rain again, but actually it was a really good race circuit tonight. Um, Sheffield pushed us right through the first half of the, the meeting and um, about from the halfway point we, we pulled away. Um, I think we absolutely demolished Berwick and um, from my point of view we owed them one from the previous week and um, to all the Berwick management what was the final score I had to say that because we got plenty of that last week so um, no the boys had adapted themselves brilliantly and um, with some fantastic performances tonight and I'm really really pleased for them all and it puts us in a good place going into the playoffs Derek so we finished second in, in the, the final shake up in terms yes. of the league table ahead of the playoffs you must be delighted if someone had asked you to sign a bit of paper back in the springtime Cammy, uh, uh, to be in the playoffs you would have, you'd have signed it there and then absolutely um, delighted to be second kind of blew our chance to be first by losing at home to Scunthorpe I've said before no disrespect to Scunthorpe they're not one of the best teams we shouldn't have raced that night looking back but it's all ifs and buts and I, I also said on, on the interview with you Derek that night now I don't have the, the responsibility of making a pick someone's going to pick us or you know we're, whatever that happens and um, I think it takes the pressure off a little bit would have loved to finish first um, I thought we were every bit as good as Leicester over the season six away wins out of ten I think that's phenomenal, I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously absolutely chuffed, it's especially for the fans who travel away. The fans at home give us brilliant backing. The guys who travel away need a special mention, they're fantastic. And for them to go to so many away matches, not just in the league, in the cup, the, the first cup tournament, we won, won at Edinburgh, won at Newcastle, we drew at Sheffield, you know, with some great on the road performances, something that Tigers don't traditionally do over the years chuff of the away form we need to now just push it on for the playoffs and four big wins this week and, and big performances yeah. from all the riders points contributions come in from all quarters in the side that's what you need to build up momentum into the playoffs isn't it absolutely I mean we look at Rasmus and Craig and they've been consistent most of the season I mean huge points Klaus Wissen come on he's, he's come back he's come back with a, a bang uh, the guy's tried everything he's got new engines this that and he's performing uh, Sam, we all see how good Sam Jensen can be if the boy learns to gate. He's absolutely, absolutely top yeah. drawer. Connor Bailey tonight, phenomenal. Kyle Bickley tonight turned it round after a hard first meeting. Yeah. Turned it round. You know, the, the whole bunch of boys. I, I'm so pleased with it, every, every, each and every one of them. Um, six six guys worked their butts off tonight, and um, I'm so pleased. They're all pleased. The atmosphere's good. We're still a tight group, and uh, it, it bodes well for the playoffs. I don't care who we get. We're going into it with an open mind. We're going to give it a hundred and one percent, and you know, you know me, Derek. There's nothing more I'd like than Glasgow to win that trophy. I'd, I'd be the happiest man on the planet. Cammy there, Stuart, with plenty to be pleased about, and why not? Six away wins out of ten in the league. Any team, any season. That's quite a platform to to mount a title challenge on, isn't it? Uh, very impressive, uh, even for a, an Edinburgh person to say that. But uh, no, that the. the keeping the Scottish flag flying in the playoffs and I I, I really hope they do well and get to the final. Thank you, Stuart. Terrific results, even even if you don't mean it, thank you for saying it. Terrific (laughs) results, terrific performance and terrific racing for Glasgow fans on Saturday night. Next up, as fixtures stand, our home and away Scottish Cup ties with your Edinburgh Monarchs, Stuart. Those should be good. 
Yeah, looking looking forward to them. Um, yeah, it, we're very strong at home, and when you consider our, our only loss at home was was to Glasgow, and that was because we our guest didn't turn up, uh, Carl, <laughs> Carl Howarth. So we went into the match with six riders only and no heat leader, um, and one less heat leader. So that that was a bit of a a fluke result. Let, let it go, Stuart. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgotten it at all. It was it was really quite painful. Right, let, let's move on. Let's move on. I can feel your pain. Right. Well, the domestic calendar this week is a bit light. A combination of now having just about completed all the regular league fixtures ahead of the playoffs, and of course the forthcoming occasion this Saturday night of the British Grand Prix in Cardiff. Before that, though, supporters of all Championship clubs will gather at. Somerset's Oak Tree Arena this Friday night to see the respective top two riders of each side compete for the annual Pairs title. Stuart, a bit of a tradition the night before Cardiff and, and usually a very healthy crowd jammed into the Oak Tree Arena and a, a damned good racetrack which gives those top lads a real fighting chance. Yeah, it, it's a very attractive lineup as, as you would expect, but I don't think you can look too far from the home pair, Rory Schlein and Nick Morris. They ride together at at uh, Wolverhampton. They ride together at Somerset. They must know each other extremely well. Um, and the trick of the pairs is is to have a partner who who you ride with very well. So mm-hmm. I I can't see past them really. Um, even. Sam and Cameron Heaps for Edinburgh and uh, Craig Cook and, and Rasmus Jensen for, for Glasgow. Um, I would see them as, as as challenges to them, but I can't see past Somerset. You look at the pairings, Stuart, and this is based on latest information that, that I have access to, at least. It, it could easily have changed before Friday night, but uh, looking at the lineups, you could easily make a case for any of them standing on top of the, the podium on Friday night. Well, yes, uh, when you consider you've got... Well, it's a pity about Redcar, obviously, because Charles Wright will be is riding in the Grand Prix, so he can't yes. can't be there. So they're, they're weakened, um, and that's probably going to be telling. But, uh, yeah, the other pairings are all, all got a chance, really. Uh, I, I quite fancy Leicester. If if Scott Nichols can get out of the go, Ryan Douglas is flying at the moment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You look at you know even even you know some maybe maybe some of the outsiders you Steve Worrell and Thomas Jorgensen you know, these are guys who can certainly fly around uh, you know fast fast race tracks. Danny King, Kyle Howarth if he's fit for Sheffield, Ben Barker, Jake Allen. I mean there's a there's a pairing that could do some damage. Yeah, in the well, nicest possible way. Probably to the safety fence, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't see past Somerset really. Uh, um. so, so just a reminder, the meeting format, as I understand it, so it's t- there's twenty qualifying heats plus two semi-finals and a grand final. So each pair will have four qualifying heats, and the winners of each group will ride against the opposite group runners-up in the semi-finals. And then the winners of the semi-final, respectively, <laughs> will have a winner-takes-all grand final. The format, as it is, I think, for the you know, the British final, for the League Riders Championship, building up to that uh, semi-final and grand fi- final, Stuart, I, I, th- I think that's the right thing to do. It builds up the drama, doesn't it? Yeah, it keeps the interest right until the end. And e- even if you are a, a only just get into the semi-final, You've still got a chance. Yeah. Uh, and listen, you, you know my brain's now locked into playoff mode, Stuart. So I, I'm thinking, you know, Rasmus and Craig Cook, a little bit of practice at Somerset at this stage wouldn't be harmful either. 
that is, that's going to be very, very handy indeed. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have worked out better for you, really. So can any of the Scottish sides step up onto the podium? I suggest they could. We'll go close on Friday night. Enjoy the event if you are travelling down. We don't tend on Tapes Up to cover the Grand Prix series too closely, but with the showpiece British Grand Prix being staged at the uber-impressive Principality Stadium in Cardiff this Saturday night, and with some, with many, many Scottish supporters making their way down, let us now have a little bit of a GP feature, Stuart. This season's, this season's series, if that makes sense, or this series this year, you know what I'm trying to say, in terms of the, the closeness of the group of riders who are chasing the world title, um, surely it's never been more exciting. You know, there's, you know, week on week or Grand Prix by Grand Prix, there's been riders tied at the top of the leaderboard, and uh, you, you could throw a blanket to use that expression over half a dozen riders. Yeah, it's it's tightened up at the top, although. Bartosz Szmarzlik has uh, has edged away. That nine points could be quite quite uh, telling in the end. But you've also got the additional um, situation where riders are trying to get into the top eight as well. So even the lowly riders is, uh, are still fighting very hard for their for their existence in the next year's uh, GP. What's your thoughts on Bartosz Szmarzlik? If if he was to be crowned world champion 2019, a, a worthy winner in your opinion? Yeah, he's been knocking on the door for the past couple of seasons, so um, I think he, he deserves at least one <laughs> one world title. I think he's such an exciting rider to watch. I just wish his voice would break, Stuart. He'd, be, <laughs> he'd be whole, sound a whole lot more grown up if his voice would break. But Not, uh, not, not only is he, he, he doesn't understand English, so if you're interviewing him in English, he just hasn't got a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> and, so then, <laughs> and then he speaks so high, as you say. It, it's, it's quite... Uh, Yes, he hasn't really grown up yet, has he? I don't think so. So just two rounds to go. Cardiff is the penultimate uh, Grand Prix this year and then followed by the finale in Turin in Poland on the 5th of October. Let's have a quick look at some of the standings and, and points, uh, tallies at the moment. So Bartosz Smarlik, as you say, of Poland, top of the leaderboard on 103 points. Emil Saifudinov of Russia uh, is currently in second place, nine points behind on 94. Leon Madsen of Denmark, hanging in there, Stuart, currently in the bronze medal position. Only two adrift of Emil Saifudinov, though. And uh, Leon Madsen, for me, has been a huge surprise. He seems to have come from almost no... I think he did win the European Championship last year, didn't he? The European he title. He was very impressive yeah. in that. But yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, in terms of the Grand Prix series, he, he's literally come from nowhere. Yeah, he had, and and um, he was my pick at the start of the season for for winning it, and I, I just took a chance and I said, yeah, he, he did well. He's on a roll. Let's see what he can do. And uh, I think he's been hampered by the injury he picked up uh, two or three weeks ago now, and um, that must have told. And I think he blew his chances really at Voyons, um his home Grand Prix. He should have done a lot better in that. Freddie Lindgren of Sweden still chasing down a, a medal potentially. Of the riders currently out, currently outside the, the top eight, and if you make some allowances, as you say, um, based on um, Grand Prix Challenge qualification, Stuart, Ty Wiffenden, Jason Doyle, um, both outside the top eight, they're not going to benefit from the Grand Prix Challenge. Would you give uh, picks to those guys to return to the series next year? Yeah, normally you'd give a you've pick. Got, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah, you give a pick to an ex-world champion. So, And you've possibly got Greg Hancock coming back next year as well. So, Interesting, yeah. So it, it could be quite uh, there could be quite a few 
guys dropping out. So a huge night and a brilliant occasion for everyone in attendance on Saturday night. Enjoy yourself if you'll be amongst the Cardiff cacophony of sound. The Cardiff cacophony of sound. <laughs> Remember those earplugs. Live on BT Sports from 4.30 or thereabouts if you can't go. Who, who's, your, uh, who's your pick to win it? To win outright or on Saturday? On Saturday. On Saturday. Um, so food enough. I think I think he f- he's going to have to do something, isn't he, to pull back some points on Smarsley, and I think that will bring out the best of him yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Limbach won it, um, I think, a couple of seasons ago, and then you've got uh, Magic Janowski as well. He rides well there. So mm-hmm. I think you've got at least three. I and mean, Ty is his only chance to, to win something this year, isn't it? So... Uh, it's quite, it's quite it's something about Cardiff. It really is a magic. It's not. The, it's now no longer the biggest uh, attended Grand Prix. I think Warsaw tops that. But uh, in terms of atmosphere and a sense of occasion, etc., I think it's better than Warsaw. Yeah, it, it really puts on a, a great show, and uh, it's something to be seen. Okay, let's turn attention now back to domestic speed. We're delighted to say we're joined on the line now by one of Glasgow Tigers' young guns, Kyle Bickley. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's been a busy weekend for you, lots of racing. Not helped, I'd imagine, by still feeling the effects of a spill at Red Car on Friday night. Yeah, you know, I was unfortunate. You know, our rider sort of dropped the bike in front of us and I attempted to lay the bike down, but as I was sort of halfway getting the bike down, um, I hit him. So, you know, I'm still sort of feeling the effects of that. I'm still pretty achy and sore, but I had 30 heats yesterday to sort of, uh, conquer, so yeah, it, it should be okay for the next meeting. Good. That, that win for the Tigers at Redcar on Friday against our potential playoff uh, opponents, uh, Kyle, must give you and the lads a very timely lift ahead of the playoffs themselves. Yeah, I think you know we're all we're all sort of getting there now. We're all sort of going. I'm I'm um, trying to prep for the playoffs right now and and get everything get everything sweet and get everything right and. Make sure my setup's in and everything are okay. But we uh, pulled off and away a win at, at Red Car, and and um, you know I wasn't going too good myself uh, in that meeting. And you know we we beat um, Sheffield and Berwick at home, so you know we got some form right now. And yeah, I think it's important to carry that into the playoffs and um, keep the ball rolling. You mentioned, Kyle, the, 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 the doubleheader at Ashfield on Saturday night, a mammoth night of Speedway in Glasgow. You personally had 11 rides on the night and scored nine points or so in total. But a, a meeting of two halves for you, Kyle. You were much more effective points-wise against Berwick in the, in the second meeting. Yeah, I tried um, a different bike in the first one. It didn't sort of work on. Uh, well, I, switched, I switched from my last ride in, in the Berwick meeting. I got a third. Um, in the Sheffield meeting, sorry, and got a third. So I was just basically just trying to try stuff and and you know see see sort of if it would work and anything better. You know, when the playoffs going up pretty pretty soon, um, I think now's the chance we need to sort of look at everything we we possibly can. So we're, we're on the ball for that meet. Um, but no, I, the first meeting, I think you know I, personally, I think I rode better than the points I scored. Absolutely, uh, uh, yeah, I would def- definitely agree with you, Kyle. Listen, sometimes we forget this is only your second full season in the championship. What do you feel are the key things that you've learned this season, Kyle? You know, you've got to go into the same... I think you've just got to go into the same meeting with the same attitude sort of thing, you know. 
they're, they're the seven riders that are there. You know, you need to beat them all. That's, that's the sort of attitude you need. You need to try and beat them all, and they're all there to be beat. Um, you know, last season, the league was a lot harder. I think they had, you know, most of the, the riders were four-pointers. Still lots um, of... Kojiko, yeah, carry on. So, yeah, most of the riders were four-pointers, and some of the, the, you know, the threes and fours, you know, this year will be the ones with fives, so... It is a lot easier this year, but you know I think I've got a bit of attitude and, and um, I'm riding a little bit. Lots of uh, speed we still to be ridden over the before the the close season descends on us, Kyle. Lots of big meetings coming up, um, both with Bellevue Colts and of course with the Tigers. How much are you looking forward to those big occasions in the next six weeks or so? Yeah, you know I, I am looking forward to them, but I have also got a, a very important role. Um, you know, being you know, being at reserve for the Tigers is sort of I, you know, me and Connor can sort of be the difference between winning and losing. If we're going on the night and, you know, the normal boys do the normal bit and if we're going on the night, that can be, you know, the difference between winning and losing. Um, and, you know, for Bellevue, I'm number one, so I need to be, you know, on the ball and, and scoring my normal points. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure going into the playoffs and I don't need to get everything going and, and get right, but... Yeah, I'm feeling good about it, and I'm trying to give it a crack and see what happens. Good lad. And listen, Kyle, you, you won a league championship medal, of course, with Workington last season. How much would it mean to Kyle Bickley to add another league title with Glasgow this season? Uh, I mean, the world. I mean, in all my seasons um, so far, uh, even working in Bellevue, I've won a league title. Uh, won, it, won it with Bellevue the first year, then won it working last year. So, you know, to win it on a win it on the third year on the on the trot would be you know be something special, you know. Only three um three years in league race and that's three medals, so that'd be amazing. Kyle, thanks very much for taking time out of your, your, your day and your preparation to speak to us here on Tapes Up. Look forward to seeing you back in action for the Tigers very soon. Let's have an updated look at the championship table as it now looks much closer to its final stage. Well, just, a, just a handful of meetings. Please to be. don't rub it in. I'm not, I, I'm, this is just uh, this is not rubbing it in, Stuart. Don't please don't think of it in that way. <laughs> in the end, Berwick and Sheffield were unable to get anywhere close to stealing fourth place away from Somerset. The sides then now confirmed as this year's playoff sides are indeed Leicester, Glasgow, Redcar, and Somerset. Stuart. I don't know about you, but, you know, I can't see any standout favourite from those playoff sides. Leicester and Glasgow have been the most dominant all season long, that's fair to say. Well, what do you think? You know, Redcar, Somerset, they're, uh, they've got a role to play in this playoff, haven't they? Mm. Well, it, it, it's a two-leg affair. Um, you know, if you have a really good night at home, it gives yourself a chance away from home. So, as you say, it's a playoff. And uh, who who does well on the night is is going to be going to be the winner in the end. Well said. <laughs> I think it's very obvious what you just said, but it's true. <laughs> if it wins on the night, we'll well, win. But yeah, I don't yeah. mean yeah. Listen, Berwick finished fifth on points drif- points difference over Sheffield. I think both clubs had identical records, other than points uh, scored for and against. Edinburgh looked destined to finish in eighth place. Still got to uh, to win at home against Newcastle, and that means no change to the pecking order within Scottish Speedway. Stuart, the natural order restored. <laughs> <laughs> oh Stuart, Stuart has dear. left the studio. That is just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's, not it, fair it's, at all. it's just facts, Stuart. <laughs> I, I'm not making it up. It's fact. Listen, I'm hoping. I'll, I'll, I'll try and go easy on you. I'm hoping that we may be able to arrange actually some shows dedicated to each of the Scottish sides before we we wind up this season. So let's see if we can arrange to get perhaps the team managers into the studio to do a deep dive on how they view this season and uh, perhaps ask a few leading questions around riders and results and prospects for 2020. You up for that, Stuart? Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, that should be good. Good stuff. Okay then, Stuart Wilson, we're just about done for this week's show. Hard to believe we are headed to what, fast into October. Can you believe October's, what, two weeks away? It's gone, this season has gone really, really quickly, even though it was a bad season But uh, for Edinburgh. But uh, thoroughly enjoyed it as always and uh, look forward to to uh, the results at the end of the playoffs and seeing who get, who wins. Indeed, indeed. The smell of Bovril is in the air <laughs> once again, Stuart. Thanks for your company and input again this week. Very much appreciated. And I'll see you for those Scottish Cup ties very, very soon. Pleasure, Derek. See you next time. So the championship playoff places are sorted. Will it be supporters of the Lions, the Rebels, the Bears or the Tigers who will next month be celebrating being crowned champions for 2019? Until next week, enjoy your week. Enjoy your speedway. Good night. Love music. Live sport. Tapes up with Derek Smith and special guests on Rock Sport Radio.